Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the show. Uh, it's Tuesday, and that means... Tell the truth, Tuesday is what it means. It's a beautiful morning here <laughs> uh, in the I didn't know state. if you had any uh, kind of... Uh, some people like to say day. some people like to say Taco Tuesday. You know, I decided to take it to Thursday, Thirsty Thirsty Tuesday. How about that? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Thirsty that easy. Tuesday. <laughs> that easy. You over here in the chat can't figure it out. So Taco Thursday, Thirsty Tuesday. Taking the two days and switched them. Well, the reason it was Taco Thursday because it was Cinco de Mayo on a Thursday. Uh-huh. I thought it would just be a one day thing, but when people want to keep it going, can't blame them. You know we can have we can have two taco days. There's no need to seclude tacos to taco just guy? one day a week, huh? Are you a big taco guy? You know I don't know. That's actually I don't a really think good you question. Are, actually, I don't mind them. I you just, like Mexican food. I'm here's my you. here's my thing with tacos. Growing up, we had Mexican food for every family event, just known to man. It'd be like birthday party. What do we have at Mexican food? Mexican food in my family was tacos, and I just got fucking sick of tacos. You're going to get me on another rant about my family and the decisions that they make. My family. And it's going to piss me off. <laughs> Decision making for my family has never you been more the best. country when talking about your family. <laughs> now we will go to like, we'll eat Mexican food and you order a quesadilla. You yeah, because I finally got to mix it up one day. I go to a Mexican place and I was like, what's something else I can get besides a fucking taco? And like, how about a quesadilla? Boom. Ten years later, I'm still ordering quesadillas. Now I've moved on to burritos. And enchiladas. I've mixed it up. Fajitas. You ever heard of those? Pretty freaking good. Yeah, a lot of us have been eating a variety of Mexican food for our entire Hey, I'm lives. a very... Once I like something at a restaurant, I'm not going to stray away from it. Because my mindset was, used to always be, why order something? And if I don't like it, i got to pay for it, and I didn't eat it. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, you know what? I actually like kind of lo- a lot of food. I've kind of expanded my plate a little bit. It's been nice. But, so for me, tacos growing up, just to be honest with you, was just meat and tortillas. Like, I never understood that you could just throw more in a taco besides that, lettuce, and, like, salsa. It's like back to As your I've gotten, thing. But it was, like, ground, it was, there was just ground beef tacos. I don't know, you could have, like, a chicken taco, oh, yeah, steak a steak taco, mm-hmm. shrimp, you know, all this other shit in it that's, like, this is pretty good. <laughs> and I always had the massive tortillas, so the other thing with it was... The tortilla was more than the meat that you necessarily put on the taco. And now everyone's like, oh, these little street tacos, these itty-bitty tortillas. And I was like, I see those. I'm like, that's just not going to fill my ass up. I need a whole goddamn tortilla. Well, you <laughs> over here cracking like jokes? three of them. What is this, like a kid taco? Well, then I did that. I ordered like five, and I was like, three filled me up. So now I know my Five limit. street tacos? Well, I learned lot. my limit. I didn't know. I was like, these are fucking kiddo tacos. Like, you're going <laughs> to feed me this kid shit? Get out of here. My lesson learned, though. I've expanded my limits, and I now understand street tacos, three of them. They're filling. Yeah. Happy Taco Tuesday, I guess. Yes, it is back. <laughs> Thirsty Thursday, Taco Tuesday. My ex-wife's grandma 
used to make the best tacos. I gotta like, I gotta fix that relationship there, and go back just for the tacos. So wait, her your mother in law would? No, her grandma, my ex wife's oh. grandma, made the best tacos, and they would do like family things all the time. And they, she would make tacos, like mini tacos, not like street tacos, though. I don't know what she did, what she put in those things. They're the best tacos I've ever had, and I haven't had them in like eight years. Just send her one of those worst. messages, like one of those drunken late-night messages where it's just like, I miss your tacos. To her grandma, not to her. Right. Let me put my beef in your taco. <laughs> <laughs> what did uh, you just say? <laughs> I said, let me put my beef in your taco. <laughs> You're going to say that to the grandma? Inappropriate. When I first got divorced, <laughs> you like so would, nervously inappropriate. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Uh, when said I first got divorced, though, she would still like message, like the family, and like as a group message, and she would include me, but not my ex-wife. <laughs> like, hey, we're all having Sunday dinner this date. <laughs> it would go to me and not her. <laughs> I should have just rolled up. And like, yeah, I'm still. I'm here. Yeah, you I got the invite. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> it's Taco Sunday. I'm, I'm showing up. I told you I didn't want the divorce. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not my idea. Um, <laughs> you see, with the way I power ranked things is your grandma's taco day was actually item number four that she, I, I wanted. The spatula that I got, she wanted to use it. So yeah. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so happy Tuesday to all of you that are joining us today. There is uh, sports now. Uh, last night, I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, it was kind of odd. The Royals game was on, which was kind of relieving. But I got pissed about the fourth inning and stopped watching. Then get the alert of like, hey, the Royals will come back and tie it. Get to the top of the ninth. Boom, two-run slam. Game over. Stopped watching it again. Yeah. Oh, here's a, a question from the chat, though. Who are my cilantro people here? I like cilantro. I, had, I didn't know that there were people out there that like find it absolutely disgusting. Say it tastes like soap. Huh. Are you a cilantro guy? I feel like you don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> Tell the truth, Tuesday, I had to look up what cilantro was to confirm it. It's like yeah. a lime rice, right? Like a type of rice? <laughs> God damn it. That was a quick... It's like the little green, leafy-looking stuff that's on a street taco. Fuck me. I, I typed in cilantro, and it says cilantro lime rice. I did think cilantro was a little leafy stuff. I've never – it's never bothered me. Some Fuck people, me, man. <laughs> I typed in cilantro on my freaking search tab on Google Chrome, and it immediately said cilantro lime rice. And I was like, oh, rice, for sure. Yeah, that's just the different tasting rice yeah, you for can, these street tacos. You can put it on a lot of different items. You oh, can put it on dumbass. Is it hot in here to you? Just me? No, no, it's just you now oh. that you don't know what cilantro Son is. Son of a bitch. We're I know Mexican what cilantro is. For every family gathering. <laughs> Apparently your family is not a cilantro family. No, nah, it's too much probably. <laughs> I mean, we don't need no cilantro. We're fine. That's exactly what my grandma says. I just know it. I went to cooking school. I know what I'm doing. You don't need no fucking cilantro. All right, grandma. I, I am is she a listening today? I, I like cilantro. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Um, Cilantro's good. Yeah, I don't mind it. <laughs> Sorry, I tried to go sports related, and then I was like, oh, I wonder who all does like cilantro. <laughs> you do, though, now that you know that what it is. Well, go ahead and type in cilantro on your Google Chrome That's search. That's what uh, and Jake said in the chat. I know. I just what, want to make sure you confirm it, too. That's what shows up. Um, no. 
<laughs> when you type it in, it doesn't try to refill the rest of the bar with like suggested terms. Uh-uh. Damn. Mine says cilantro vegetable. Oh. But I updated my computer yesterday, so maybe that has something to do. Maybe I need to update mine. <laughs> I just oh, here's a quick thing. To be honest, not to tell the truth. Tuesday, I try to update my laptop all the time. It's like you don't have enough memory space. Like, bitch, I have nothing on the computer because you need space to update. I have, I don't know what else I can erase from my laptop. Like, all my downloads are gone. Like, I just don't have anything on my laptop anymore. I'm still like, oh, need more space to update. It's probably those viruses that you got a couple months back. See, that's the thing. I have a software on here that gets rid of viruses. Mm. And my computer's been running fine. Have you heard me complain about it lately? No, because it's just yeah, today it's, I did. Today you Like, just now? <laughs> yeah. Well, just because it won't update. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. My phone won't. Or it will update, but it'll be like, your phone has not been backed up in 126 days because there's not enough space. <laughs> and then I, like, delete all my pictures, and apparently there's still not enough space. I tell you what it is. It's all the damn songs that I have downloaded. Mm. I've been trying to go through my Spotify and be like, why do I have this song downloaded? Why is it there? I don't know. That's the answer. I don't know. I didn't realize I took up space on your phone. Because too. I'll put, like... I'll make a playlist, and I'll download the playlist, and then it downloads every song. It's a whole ordeal. Corn or flour <laughs> tortillas on Taco Tuesday? I'm a flour tortilla guy. I Sorry actually if you heard me just gulp that water there. Yep, I don't care for uh, <laughs> corn tortillas. It's the texture of them, I think, is weird. I'm yeah, a flour well, tortilla guy. Same. I feel like the corn tortillas are just a little bit harder. It's kind of weird. Yep. Mix it up a little bit. I'll are you a... Uh, are you a spicy guy? You like spicy no, food? God, no. Spicy, anything spicy taco-wise tears me up. <laughs> and that little green sauce that comes with it, what is that? What kind of chili is that? Green chili? No, is it, it's not green chili. They have a different name for it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a spice guy. I My body does not react hot. well to it. No, so even if like they come around and like, would you like mild, medium, or spicy salsa? I'm like, give me the mild because to Verde, me. that's what it is. Ah, yes. To me, mild is spicy. I can't handle spice at all. I can do like the peppered beef jerky is about as spicy as I get in my life. That's it. <laughs> Mexican food, just I've, I've had some before that sets me on fire. There are not enough Tums in this world to cure that problem sometimes. No joke. But I am a, a flour tortilla guy. Uh, love me some chips and queso. Always got to get the queso when you... Order the chips. I'm hey, going to have to eat Mexican food today now. Don't look at the chat, but what does verde mean in Spanish? Verde? I don't know. You know what rojo means in Spanish? Red. Verde is green. Is it? Yeah. That's what Brooks says on the chat, at least. I don't know. I'm fucking rolling with it. <laughs> you tell me in the chat that you did a 360 dunk. I'm going to brag to people. They're like, yeah, this guy that listens to our show did a 360 dunk in high school. I believe it. Uh-huh. Yeah, you definitely – if you if anybody tells you anything, you believe it. Oh, sorry that I, I trust people, that I don't <laughs> think people lie to me. Why would people do that? <laughs> exactly. But then yeah. people do, and you're like, no, no, no. Why would someone lie to me? <laughs> Why would someone not be a genuine person to me? I'm being genuine to you. Uh-huh. Why would you do something rude to me? Yeah. Uh, speaking of lying and being genuine, Deshaun Watson in the news uh, this <laughs> week. He is going to meet with the NFL. I haven't heard or seen a confirmed date of when this is going to happen. I do think that it's about time that this happens. Just, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you kind of owe it to your fans. You got people that are out here trying to buy season tickets. To, you know, you get the whole schedule release, the primetime games, everything like that. 
I do feel like the NFL owes it to their fans, to the Cleveland Browns, to at least let's get this figured out. I don't want to find out in the preseason, like, oh, by the way, Deshaun Watson been suspended six games. And I'm not even a Cleveland Browns fan. So I'm sure that a lot of them are even waiting to see, like, am I buying single-game tickets? Am I going to do season tickets? What am I going to do? The NFL does owe it to them. It's very expensive. And I, I do hope that they get involved and figure something out. I don't yeah. think it will result in a suspension, just to be honest. kind of feels like the NFL doesn't want to dip their toe in that. Um, so, but we'll see what happens. He's supposed to meet, like I said, with the NFL sometimes this week, sometime this week, and maybe get a little more clarity on that situation. The last time I think the, I remember the NFL meeting with a player or something like this was with Tyree Kill, and they had like a huge all-day meeting about it. And it comes out, and they didn't even suspend Tyree Kill. It was just like, okay, we, we've heard your story, we understand it, lines up with everything that we found and we've seen and discovered as well. Okay, boom, no suspension. So the same thing happens with Deshaun Watson. I can see that happening as well. But it is going to be interesting because what, he has another, was it yesterday that he had the civil case or whatnot with a hearing? Or? I think it was Friday. It's this Friday or was it last Friday? It was last Friday, okay. I believe. I don't think, did any other news come out of it though? Was it just? Not that I've heard. Okay, so I'm kind of in, we're in the same boat then. So with that, like, I don't know, maybe the NFL is just, okay, let's meet, let's hear your side of the story, let's understand what's going on, what's your plan moving forward. Let's get into the season of football. Welcome to the Cleveland Browns officially. Yeah, and with like being said, like no suspension. I don't. I don't think that it is. He's going to be suspended. I think the NFL has just been kind of sitting there waiting almost for him to be charged with something or like mm-hmm. some more clarity on that situation legally. But there hasn't been. So I do think that this is just a meeting to be like, hey, this is kind of a plan of action. Maybe they try to interview him and be like, what's the, what's the truth here? But even if you're Deshaun Watson, like, I'm, uh, talk to my lawyer. I'm <laughs> not talking to you guys. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But he's supposed to meet with them this week. We'll see what happens with that one. Uh, I think it was Mike Florio that was talking on Dan Patrick earlier today. was like, this is going to be your Friday news dump. Like, expect news on Friday uh, or even going into Memorial Weekend of this is the Deshaun Watson suspension if it's going to happen anytime soon because the NFL is known for doing that. They, they yeah. don't want everybody talking about it from Monday to Thursday or whatever. They'll put it on a Friday, hope that it dies on Saturday and Sunday, and then something big will happen by Monday that they can talk about. Yeah. So and I agree with him. I usually don't agree with a lot of his takes. I don't know. Did you see the steaks that this man cooked over the weekend? Who, Florio? Florio. Uh-uh. He put it out from his Pro Football Talk account, even. I'm, I'm a, like, eat-what-you-want guy. I don't even know how he cooked those steaks. Like, it is burnt to, like, a crisp crust, which I know a lot of people like. It feels like, to me, he put that grill on about 900 left it on each side for about two minutes, and the middle of the steak is just rare, like raw all the way through. It was, it was very, very odd. So I don't agree with a lot of his takes, but I do think this is going to be a situation to where that's a Friday news dump. They're not going to announce the Deshaun Watson on a Monday morning or Tuesday. Maybe somebody gets a hold of it like a Schefter or Rappaport and tries to put it out. A little bit early, but I, I think yeah. the NFL announcement will come on a Friday for sure. Well, it probably won't come from Rappaport if it's going to be anything negative. 
It, right. He'll just push it. Network. Yeah. But Schefter, I mean, who knows what he's going to tweet initially, but if he deletes it or not. Whatever the agent tells him to. <laughs> Did Florio get a little too roasted about this? The states? Because oh, yeah. I'm not seeing him. There's he no did. way he deleted it, right? There they are. Oh, my God. I did see this because we I was like, what the it fuck the people is that? that are listening that can just be like, oh, that's what they're talking about? Yeah. Because it, it was bad. Again, eat your steak however you want. If that's what Florio likes, your food doesn't make me shit, so eat it. But I don't know how you even – how you get that He must have of, some type of seasoning on the outside of it that just kind of blackened over the – And then part of it looks white. Yeah. It's like there's a blackened crust, which like, cool. I've had some steaks like that. But then there's like a white part, and then it's red. How are you getting those three colors on a steak? <laughs> and he goes, trying this again, I needed to give steak Twitter something to chew on. Wagyu strip, 18 ounce. Fire, fire emoji, cow, skull emoji. Let him know, bro. <laughs> Dude, check out my Wagyu steak, man. Totally That's fucked what it, it up. Is that what he sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I just imagine that's how he was cooking that. Like, man, look at this Wagyu steak. This looks freaking awesome. I'm going to share it with everybody. And again, I just have to know, how did you get your steak to be white? <laughs> it's got to be the lighting. Something Some turned it on it. and just like... I can get on board with the crust of the one on the right. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know what's going on there. Again, <laughs> what you eat doesn't make me shit, so carry Jake, on, Mike Florio. <laughs> Jake in the chat. Bone apple tea, Mike Florio, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I could see you saying that. <laughs> I do all the time, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple other things going on with football. Last night, Adam Schefter tweeted out some Monday Night Football news. And starting in 2023, ESPN's Monday Night Football finally will include the flex scheduling from weeks 14 to 18. Like, I Thank you. I don't know why we weren't doing this before. <laughs> yeah. Did it take Troy Aikman and Joe Buck to be like, yeah, you guys can flex some games. <laughs> If you want to, if you've got some really shitty games, especially weeks 14 through 18, everyone should be able to flex those. Yeah. Like, let's get some good teams in those games. Like, I don't want to see no shitty matchups on a Monday night at that point of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also, um, we'll feature three Monday night football double headers starting in 2023. That one's interesting. I like the opening week double header. We'll see how it does this year with their like overlapping schedule. I do complain often when games start too late, mm-hmm. but maybe with the overlapping schedule, it'll be better. Or, man, I, I still think give us one that's like a five o'clock kickoff and an eight o'clock kickoff. Like people are people that are working are not going to be super annoyed to be like, oh, I missed the first quarter of the game because I was at yeah, work. or like all the pregame stuff that they do. Yeah. Do all that for the second game if that's the case. Yeah, so I'm, the thing I'm kind of looking this, forward to that. We'll see what happens. Who's going to be the second crew for the games, for the Monday night games? Yeah, not a lot of people talking about that one. Even yeah. with the doubleheader they're doing this year, is it still mm-hmm. going to be like Lewis Riddick and whoever he was working with? I can't remember. Yeah. Steve Levy? Yeah. Because Greasy's gone. He's coaching now. Mm-hmm. I think for who, the 49ers? Yep. He's not going to be there. I wouldn't mind if it was uh, Kirk Herbstreet. And his duo. Yeah, but I don't know if he can do NFL games. Because, because of a lot of problem. times you'll sign an exclusivity in your contract. You'll be like, okay, oh, yeah. you can do college football games for ESPN, that's fine. But NFL games, you're Amazon now. 
So he might not be able to do that. I don't know how it's written in his contract. ESPN yeah. might have just been like, hey, you do whatever you want, but you're still college game day. You're still calling our game yeah. of the week, which I hope that is the case. I don't want him to leave the Saturday night slate. A lot no. of people also up in arms about the Texas-Alabama game. Yeah. Um, it kind of came out. I don't know that they made an official announcement, but guys like Joel Klatt and I, I think even Brady Quinn, some of those guys, the, the Texas-Alabama game, which is on September 7th, it's like week two of the schedule, is going to be the big noon kickoff game. That was not a surprise to me at all. Uh, I guess a lot of other people were surprised, but that's Fox's big game. It's the big noon kickoff. That's kind of what I expected. I kind of forgot that it was going to be a Fox game. I thought maybe ESPN would have it, but Fox has those rights to the Big 12. Therefore, big noon kickoff, which is going to kind of suck, honestly, for us because we're going. But... Either way, it's going to be an ass game. So it's <laughs> well, I was hoping it was going to be like an ESPN game, like college game day, and be like the primetime night game. Like I just think Texas, Alabama, again, Texas. Like I know we're, you know, we're fans of Texas. It might come off a little biased, but genuinely, like this is a possibility for Texas to kind of win the Big Twelve this year. Like it's open for them to do so. I think they can win the Big Twelve. Yes, I don't think they can beat Alabama. There's <laughs> a big difference there. Winning the Big That's 12. That's true. And the Big 12 is really down this year. Like even Oklahoma, I know a lot of Oklahoma fans are pretty excited. I think they're trying, they're doing, they're pulling a big country where I'm going to try to manifest a good season. I'm going to try to speak it into existence of like, no, we're fine. We're fine. We don't even Oklahoma's need Caleb doing Williams. This? We've got, who, I don't, I can't even think of who their starting quarterback Gabe is. Gabe something. Gabe. Gabe, that's her quarterback. There you go. I saw that they Gabe. got uh, Captain Booty or whatever, General <laughs> Booty, uh, committed to OU. Congratulations to him. Uh, all-time great name. How do you – there's really no good option to name your kid if your last name is Booty. Yeah, but, like, fucking General, that's like that's what you came up with? General. Yeah. yeah what are you naming your son? <laughs> General? And then I was like, oh, okay, that's different. And then when you realize – General Booty. All righty. Sounds like he probably does a different line of work than quarterback. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. He's a Juco transfer. If he was just like John Smith, no one would be talking about him, I don't think. But since his name is General Booty, um, I, I guess people are talking about him. But with the Big 12, I do, the Big 12 is going to be down. Dylan Gabriel. Oh, yes, the UCF kid. Yeah. Not uh, even Gabe. Could, Gabriel. Yeah, <laughs> he could be pretty good. He was okay at UCF. Mm-hmm. The Big 12, a little bit of a step up. I think he's coming back from an injury as well. But with Texas and, and Alabama, Alabama is going to win that game. Like I, I tweeted out earlier, I think there's about a 1% chance that Texas actually wins that game. Really? And, you know, like so much of the Texas is back narrative, that's not coming from Texas fans. It's coming from people true. like making the joke. They're like, oh, Texas did something good. Now we're all going to tweet, is Texas back? Yeah. Like, I do it to make fun of the people that are making fun of me. <laughs> I troll the trolls, is what I do. That's pretty much I turn the joke Twitter. back on them. Yeah. So maybe people see that and they're like, oh, fucking Texas fans. Look at them thinking they're good again. No, I remember last season <laughs> losing like 12 straight games to end the year. I think it was actually like seven. 
But I expectations for that game even. I think Alabama wins, but Fox has the rights to the game, so of course they're going to put it on their prime, they're like their prime time spot, which kind of sucks for us again. But it is what it is. So I'm you're fully expecting Alabama. Alabama to just wallop Texas in this game? Um, it's a little early to tell. Texas usually plays these big games pretty close. Yeah, early to start the season. the season, yeah. Like, I mean, even go back to the 2019 LSU, like, that was a close game. Yep. So USC they'll overlook the, the shitty Kansas team and get their ass kicked, but they'll play Alabama close. I I think I saw, who was it, Ethan, one of our guys, Ethan, tweeting earlier. Yeah. If Texas is in within 10 points of this game, you almost have to take that as a moral victory. Yep. Because even with Texas being who they are, they're very, very young. Like, Quinn Ewers... He's a sophomore, technically, second year on campus. This should have been a freshman. Yeah. So, I mean, he's very young. He's probably like 18, 19 years old. Uh, young receivers and worthy. Like, he's a sophomore. He's super young. The offensive line is going to be terrible. And they're going to be responsible for blocking Will Anderson. Yikes. <laughs> so, yeah, if it's a 10-point ball game, I'll probably be pretty happy with that. I had to break the news to my daughter this weekend um, because she's become a pretty big Alabama fan, actually. And she's like, Dad, does Alabama and Texas, do they ever play each other? And I was like, yes, actually, they're playing each other this year. And she's like, that's awesome. Like, can we go? Can we watch the game? One of us can. (laughs) (laughs) One of us can. One will be with your mom, uh, and it's not going to be me. (laughs) So... Sorry, sorry about that. She touched How'd she respond? <laughs> well, she's like, oh, well, maybe next time. She's like, yeah, maybe next year they play in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. I'm also just weird about I, taking them to football games. Football games is such a different atmosphere. Yeah, especially like you, just because there's so much going on and there's so many people. I don't know. I think they'd be fine. The kids are good. Here's the problem. <laughs> I don't know if she would wear Texas stuff or Alabama stuff. Would you I'm be not, okay if she wore Alabama? I'm not walking into DKR with her wearing Alabama stuff. And you <laughs> Sorry, wearing you a Texas your ass in the car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of things that I'm loyal to. Texas football is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm just glad that they're finally getting into football. And like I've told the story before, just watching college game day, on Saturday mornings, not cartoons like you do, uh, <laughs> has made them kind of into Alabama fans just because they hear the praises. And I think it's warranted uh, Yeah, what Alabama's doing. And maybe she won't have to deal with all the heartache that I've had to deal with over the last 12 years of Texas being bad. It hasn't been a fun 12 years. It's going to be tough for, sure. for her, though, in a lot of these young Alabama fans. What happens after Nick Saban? She's coming back to Texas. Right. I don't know that it's just going to be smooth sailing after <laughs> him. Like, we'll see who their future coach is, but. I hope it's not. I hope they just fall off a cliff. Like, Nick Saban's like, you know what? I'm retiring. And then Bam will just go. <laughs> would love that. I think it could definitely happen. I just, I'm at a point where I'm tired of seeing them be good. Like, yeah, how are there also not the other recruits that are like, let's take these guys down? Mm-hmm. That's what I don't understand. Like, how does Nick Saban constantly get these kids to come in, 
Well, I mean, they're winning, so like that's it. Like that's the easy answer, right? But at the same time, how have some of these other coaches just been like, "Hey, help us take down Alabama, be part of that, come be part of the change." Yeah, but even and Nick, Nick Saban even said a... himself that's like, "Hey, I want I want parody in college football." <laughs> well, then quit being so though? fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> does he? Uh, yeah, you want parody in college football? Give up a couple of your scholarships. <laughs> yeah. Go from twenty five to twenty two, Nick, and then let's <laughs> see what happens. I, I think he wants parity um, for all the other teams. He wants Alabama to dominate, but then he wants parity for like, hey, it'd be really cool if second place in the SEC was competitive every year. Give us a challenge, but and now granted, yeah. he got it last year with Georgia, but yeah, kind of. Yeah, but even then, it was like these two teams dominated the entire year. Yeah. So to me, that's not parody. I don't know. I say this about Alabama, but we've watched Georgia win a national championship last year, and we watched LSU do it two, three years ago. Excuse me. So I guess maybe there has been a little bit. Yeah, they're just always right there in the mix every single year. Yeah. Even when LSU is good, it's like, oh, Alabama was their toughest matchup. After LSU won it, what, did Alabama win it the next year? Uh, probably. I think, I think so. Say. Yeah, with Mac. Yeah, with Mac Jones. Uh-huh. Son of a gun. It, even like Brooks says in the chat, though, it would take two to three years after Saban leaves for the program to really fall off. Which to is get probably other true recruiting classes and stuff. Yeah, he's going to have everything set up so well that you're going to be able to live off his players for a while. I like take it back to the old Miami days. Uh, they lost their coach. I can't think of his name. Butch Davis. Butch mm-hmm. Davis goes to the NFL, and people think, oh, what's going to happen with Miami? They bring in Larry Coker, who was absolutely terrible. But they won a national championship the next year based off what Butch Davis has built, had built there uh, with you know those guys like Ed Reed and Sean Taylor. And then it turns out, hey, actually, Larry Coker's really bad, <laughs> and he's not sustaining this program. Or Pete, after Pete Carroll at USC. Yeah. Even then. So, I mean, it happens. Nick Saban's just been dominating for so long that we're not really used to it. But I do think once he retires, if they don't make the right hire, it could happen. It happens all the time. Happened at Texas, USC. uh, We're seeing it with LSU right now. Uh, Without Joe Burrow, they don't win a national championship. That's very true. It is going to be interesting to see what Brian Kelly can do at LSU, especially with his family being so welcomed into the state of Louisiana. You know what? He's quietly recruiting pretty well. Yeah, I mean, he was. people like to laugh at him. He's a very good recruiter. I mean, that dude could have recruited us to probably do anything in Mobile when you guys interviewed him for Sick to Football that one day. He comes in, he's just the nicest guy in the world. I remember watching him on TV, like, man, this guy looks like a freaking douchebag, just to be completely honest. Really nice guy. Mm -hmm. Very good talker. Which, I mean, Notre Dame always had success, too. You know what I mean? You look at some of the guys they had on their team, you never really – didn't like some of the quarterbacks that kind of came through, but at the same time, they were right there in the you know college football playoff at times, quite a bit. You going to LSU? Bam! There you go. I think LSU does have a possibility to be good with Brian Kelly. I think it's going to take a little bit, but a couple questions here from the chat. Uh, Jesse goes, "Who takes over for Alabama?" Let's say Nick Saban retires. Is it Bill O'Brien? Uh, we'll see. I don't know what that relationship's like there with Bill O'Brien because he's still kind of new to the staff. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he would be the guy that takes over. Uh, I think Pete Golding, their defensive coordinator, 
he would probably be a favorite to take over at Alabama. He's been there for a minute. Um, you know Lane Kiffin's name is going to get thrown in that. Oh, 100%. He, he's probably doing it himself. But yeah, I, I'll do this. I'll, <laughs> I'll come over here. Lane Kiffin wants the job. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard uh, per source that Lane Kiffin is interested. Oh, who's your source? It's me. It's Lane Kiffin. <laughs> I called, actually. <laughs> Been on hold for three days trying to get a hold of you guys, and now I finally have gotten through. Uh, I think those would be two popular Candidates. It used to be, you know, Dabo Sweeney was the guy that was rumored to want to take over there. I don't know if you want him anymore. Would Steve Sarkeesian be like, "I'm coming back"? I think Texas would probably match any offers. I Alabama, obviously, such a better situation. Yeah. But in two to three years, if Sark is, if he's worthy to take the Alabama job, that means Texas has been very good. Yeah. If Texas is very good, I don't think he would leave to take Alabama. But we'll see. Lane Kiffin, like at Ole Miss, like he might max out Ole Miss and then decide, yeah, I'm ready to take on Alabama and come back. Yeah. Like, Would he Ole be Miss welcome really back? Good. Like 10, yeah, I think so. Like 10 wins for Ole Miss is probably pretty good, but you're probably not winning many championships yeah. at Ole Miss. That's it would be cool to see a school like Ole Miss, though, win a national title. I say like a school like Ole Miss, just someone else. <laughs> yeah. I agree too. It, or to watch a team build up and then, like, you know, get like an Arch Manning type, and then by his junior year, it's like, oh, okay, we've won a national championship. Yeah. Just somebody that's not. Maybe not with Arch Manning because I'm Georgia want or <laughs> yeah. Alabama. Or Clemson or Ohio State. Yeah. Any, like, honestly, any of the, anybody else. Freaking Michigan wins a national title. Let's go. No. I don't know if it's going to happen, though. Would but. also not like to see Oklahoma do it. No. Or like USC. I think it would be cool if yes. USC were back. 100%. Yep. I would love to see USC and Texas both be back. Like I would like that to happen. I think that would be amazing. That's I think college football true. would love it. I also think there's a possibility it's heading in that direction where we could get – like even Miami. How about that? Let's throw them out there. Yep. Miami would be a lot of fun. If you could get Michigan, USC, Miami, Texas, and like with Ohio State – you know, Alabama, all those, like, just those top-tier programs, blue, the Blue Blood programs, that would be amazing. College football, I think, would be at an all-time fucking high. Probably. The SEC still dominates everything, but I do think having, like, true parity mm-hmm. would be huge. And to getting some of those other big-name teams, right? Even Notre Dame winning another national championship would be huge. I don't know if that's going to happen. I like Marcus Freeman quite a bit, so we'll see. I think he's a really good recruiter. I think he can kind of carry the torch there that was started. And we'll see what happens uh, there. Also happening this weekend, Tiger Woods set to play at the PGA Championship, which I didn't know was in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. It is. That's <laughs> like an hour and a half away from us. Sure is. Uh, the big news is not even like the Tigers playing. It's the beers are $18. That's what everybody is talking about today. $18. That's ridiculous. That's stupid. Stupid. I did see someone tweet though, like, "Well, if you get the weekend pass, you know, from Friday to Sunday, you know, like the beer and everything is like covered." Yeah, you probably spent five hundred dollars on that, and so it's like, yeah, cool. You I just bought like 10, 18 beers. You think so? I've never been to a golf event. I'm gonna guess that the entire weekend package, if it's including beer, is more than that. If not. I might have to consider going. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I'm getting ready to look. Did you? Yeah, but $18 beers. I also feel like you can tailgate that probably. Again, I've never been to a major golf event. I've never been to a golf event. Yeah, I haven't either, so. But like you tailgate it probably, and you get pretty lit before you go in. But also, a lot of these beer prices are set because they don't want you pounding beers when you get in. They want to manage, like, okay, <laughs> make beers $18 so that these hooligans will only drink three or four. <laughs> if beers were six to eight bucks, which is probably a reasonable price, you'd be pounding beers all day. And then you've got a bunch of drunk people in the course. Golf doesn't want that. Now, I think that's why they set those dollar amounts at 18 Because, again, how many beers are you really going to drink if they're 18 a pop? Yeah. I'm not drinking more than five. I got a budget to think about. I, the beer I drink is $15 for 30 of them. So I didn't realize with these golf events that you buy tickets for the competition, which is like the actual round of games, and then you also buy tickets for the practice round. So if you go to Tuesday, Wednesday practice round, it's $19 and $15. If you go on Thursday, it's 50 If you go on Friday, it's 136 if you go on Saturday, it's 170 And if you go on Sunday, it's 175 So they just go up and up and up, of course, because Sunday is the final day. But packs it all together. I bet it is about $500 for the weekend. Now, if that includes beer, it might be worth it. I don't know if it is, though, even saying that. <laughs> like, honestly. If, if it doesn't, then I'm just I'm Because, like, I... you don't get to sit down anywhere. Like you, right. if you walk along the course, like if you're out there on hole six and that's on the other side of the course, your ass is walking back. Mm-hmm. It's not like you just get to like do 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 do. Let's hop on a cart and freaking get going, guys. Yeah. No. Golf is expensive. Tell me about it. We're about to get into it. Till through Tuesday. Some I thought somebody put it out there that they were trying to like. I think it's Steph Curry to like fund underprivileged kids so that they can actually go and golf. That sounds wrong, but I think it was Steph Curry to help, you know, other inner city kids and people that can't afford it to Mm -hmm. be at a country club or on a public course every weekend to be like, Hey, let's get you interested and involved in golf because it it is. I remember you telling me about a buddy of yours uh, last year that was like, Hey, I'm going to get into golf. And about two weeks in, it was like, this is so expensive. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's just like green fees, a cart, the million balls that you're going to lose and stuff like that. That's not even like you're saying, like with the clubs and things like that. I'll tell you one thing that will alleviate some of that pressure is going to Roper Kia for your nicer, newer car. And if you mention us at Mike'd Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off that nicer, newer ride. So maybe up your golf game by going to Roper Kia, telling them about Mike'd Up. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. You better believe it. Another place you guys should go, though, is Gunspot. Be sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it is not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do so with Gunspot.com. All right, now I want to get into the NBA playoffs. We have the Celtics first heat Tonight, uh, Warriors-Mavs tomorrow on Wednesday. Uh, but I did want to get into these Pat Beverly comments, which apparently were made yesterday while, I, while we were doing the show. Yeah. Uh, God, I'm so annoyed by him already. He just, he's cocky for no fucking reason. Like, I get, like, you need to have the mindset of, like, no one's better than me. Like, 
you know, I'm good, I'm a great defensive player, yada, yada, yada. You haven't, like, had, what has he accomplished? Like, what has he right. done mm-hmm. as an offensive player, running an offense, being a leader of a team? No, you're just a defensive role player that comes in and pisses other people off, and that's it. If he didn't run his mouth, he's not even on ESPN. No. And to come out and trash like Chris Paul, like there's obviously something there where they don't like each other. Uh, even like going back to last year when Were they Pat Beverly the- was getting his ass kicked, he pushed Chris Paul in the back late mm-hmm. and got kicked out of that game. And now to go on ESPN and just talk a, a lot of shit on him. I I don't like Pat Beverly. I never have liked Pat Beverly, so maybe – I'm biased in this situation, too, but, like, how are you going to run your mouth about Chris Paul when you are nowhere near the tier of player? Mm-hmm. And I think it's one thing for guys like J.J. Redick to go on ESPN and say, like, analyze the game and be like, oh, this guy didn't play well, blah, blah, blah. You can do that. We can sit here and analyze and talk about guys. Uh, but to come out and be like, I don't even worry about getting to bed early the night before I guard Chris Paul. <laughs> you fucking should. Because... Uh, <laughs> You're not in the playoffs anymore either. Uh, or to say, like, oh, I go to bed at 8 the night before I have to guard Steph Curry. Like, Chris Paul's bad games, stat box-wise, are better than Patrick Beverly's, like, best games. And I wonder if he means that in terms of, like, just the athletic difference. Like, Chris Paul is a great basketball player. He's not the fastest guy on the court. You know what I mean? He's not going to come down and just immediately hit a three in your eye. He's going to kind of facilitate, run the offense, and then it's a little bit calmer of a defensive play for Patrick Beverly, but with Steph Curry, it's, mm-hmm. this guy doesn't stop moving. He's all over the place, and he can hit a three in your eye at a moment. Like, you blink, and the ball's out of his hand. Yeah. Wait, so, like, I understand that difference, but, like, explain that. Don't just sit there and be like, oh, you know, I'm going and having a couple glasses of wine at a restaurant in Phoenix, and then waking up and playing Chris Paul tomorrow. No problem. I sweat out the wine in, like, pregame yeah, I mean, shoot-around. The Suns had the best record in the league. Yeah. So, maybe Pat Bev should have not gone out in Phoenix. Like, at one point, they spent an entire pregame dancing to the music playing in the arena and then won by fucking 30 points. I don't remember who it was against, but, like, if you see that, hey, I'm paying attention to what the Suns are doing. Yeah. Hey, to just, like, pounce on them the moment that they're down. Like, yeah, they didn't win that series. They didn't play as well as they should have. But to get Patrick Beverly on there. And I've seen even guys um, kind of come into the defense of Chris Paul. Dame Lillard was one of them. Um, which is nice to see, but I I just didn't get it, and I don't like the whole Patrick Beverly experience. I'm already yeah. I'm pre annoyed with Patrick Beverly on TV. But here's the thing: everybody's talking about it yesterday yeah. and today. It's gonna happen again. He's gonna be. I I bet it happens this postseason. He'll be he on gets there. his ratings. Oh, 100 percent. Next week. Do they play together in LA for the Clippers, or do they miss each I don't other? Don't think so. I think they probably missed each other. Okay. By a little bit. But I'm not sure. But I, like I said, pre-annoyed already with Patrick Beverly. Also tonight is the draft lottery, though. I am excited about that one, mainly because the conspiracies that come with the NBA draft lottery. We've talked about this before with our conspiracy theories. I love it, and this is one that I fully believe in and support. Mm-hmm. Get these good players to cities that need them. I'm sorry. I, I don't need to see some of these guys play in Sacramento, I like don't give them good picks. And uh, this year, uh, there are a couple good teams, I think, and some building ones that have really high probability. Uh, Orlando is up there. I'm sorry, 
that's not a team that I need to see be good. <laughs> it happened in the 90s with Shaq and Penny. I like Jalen Suggs a lot. I don't need them to get the first pick. But the Houston Rockets, what they already have with Jalen Green, maybe pairing him with yep. a Chet Holmgren or Paulo Boncaro, that could be something. Or Detroit with Cade Cunningham. Cousin. That could be something. Oklahoma City, sorry about you. We're not giving you good picks. We're not giving you good players. I don't know. They got a couple. They got SGA. Who's the other kid that they have? Yeah, but they have to go find them. The NBA is not going to be like, first overall pick, Oklahoma City. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they've really got to work for it. (laughs) You know? Uh, Detroit can just be like, hey, we've been historically pretty good. We already have one good player. Pair us up with another one, and we're all set. Yeah, all we need is a big guy. Get us a, a good big guy. Same with, like, the, the Pacers are up there. They're pretty high for the percentages. Sorry, you're probably not going to get it either. Portland? Nope. Not going to happen. Do you think this could be the year where, like, the the Knicks get it or the Lakers get it, the Spurs get it, where it's like, hey, actually, let's get a, a team in here that, you know, has some older guys on it, like the Knicks. Like, that would be a good team. They've got some young guys on there, but they're veterans now, so they kind of understand what they're doing. You get another young, talented kid in there, that's going to be kind of fun. Yep. Keeps then, New York excited. Because I feel like the Knicks, man, like you've seen what the Nets have and like what they've done. Maybe the NBA is looking at the Knicks and going, let's kind of get these guys up to par too. And I almost feel like, again, conspiracy theories. The, the NBA is like sitting in an office, maybe even today, being like, what if we did give the Knicks? Like we haven't done it in a while. What if we did help out the Knicks? They have a 2% chance of getting the first overall pick. But it's happened before. Yeah. And what if we do the whole frozen envelope thing again and they can get a guy like Chet Holmgren and maybe he's a star in New York. But I do feel like when there's a big name, the NBA looks at it and says, all right, let's rig this a little bit. <laughs> and now even with like the ping pong balls, and I'm not like a believe in conspiracy theories guy. I like them. This is the one that I believe in. They even like going back and look at, at some of the other ones. Like LeBron James comes out of Akron, Ohio, and then magically the Cleveland Cavaliers get the first pick? No. Yeah. You wrote that narrative, and I support it. I like it. That's the yes. way it should have happened. Good job. But it's definitely rigged. <laughs> like the Pistons, the Nuggets, the Heat, you had no chance of being the first overall pick. It was always going to be LeBron. Yep. Or like um, Zion, I feel like that was payment for like, hey, sorry that you lost Anthony Davis. You're kind of new to the city. Let's help you out. Yeah, that's true. Or hell, the first time it was like, oh, you're new to New Orleans? Here, get Anthony Davis. Brooks says in the chat that the Lakers pick is going to New Orleans because of Anthony Davis. That makes sense. They traded all those guys. Yeah, but I feel like Tankathon's usually really good at being like, okay, hey, this pick goes to this team. Here's why it's messed up, and it's the NBA's fault. It's not Tankathon's fault. You can't trade your picks. You can trade the rights to your pick. So, like, even these players, they'll be like, oh, this player's drafted, but he can't officially get traded until, like, the new league year starts. It's very complicated, and the NBA needs to change it because... That is very stupid. It's very confusing. So, whoever, like, is picked at that spot, are the Lakers making that pick then? Like, do the Lakers have to make that pick for the the Pelicans? No, the... I don't think so. Like, do they have to turn in the official card? I don't yeah. know. Maybe. Because a player's going to walk out and put on a Lakers hat, but it's going to be like, you've now been traded, and they like then switch hats? Or how does that? Probably. 
That's just dumb. Uh-huh. Yeah. That is so dumb. And they need to fix it. But I, we'll see what happens. I do think that there's going to be some rigging. If I had to bet, <laughs> it's going to be Houston or Detroit gets the first pick. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's Houston and Detroit for the first two picks, which is not very like, oh, that's a big deal because they are the top three teams to get the first yeah. pick. But I do think that, they're, that the NBA is like trying to build up those cities. I don't think the NBA gives a shit about Orlando. I don't think they give a shit about Oklahoma City or Indiana or like any of these other teams. Now, if it is a team like the Knicks get it, I'm also going to be screaming it's rigged. <laughs> but again, there's a, I think there's a lot of proof. But even when you look at the Knicks, zone, it's like, ooh, 2% chance. The NBA can spin that and be like, hey, 2% chance is a chance. Yeah. You saw Rich strike at the old Kentucky Derby, huh? 80 to 1 odds. Said <laughs> yeah. freaking see ya, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, but I, I'm excited about the the lottery. And it's one of those sporting events that I do. I kind of keep an eye on every year because I think it's rigged. It might be the only sporting event or one of the min, few conspiracy theories that I believe in. <laughs> I'm we starting... just fully accepted it. Again, like, mm-hmm. it's not like a conspiracy theory to me. It's the truth. Yeah, it, especially the Patrick Ewing one. The Patrick Ewing one, I believe that wholeheartedly it was rigged. The LeBron James one, I believe that one too. And Anthony Davis to New Orleans. Those are three that I definitely believe in. Even with Zion to New Orleans, I I feel like the NBA is like, hey, we want to make a star in this market. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of keep giving them some guys. Anthony Davis and Zion. And I don't know that my mind can be changed. I think I'm too deep in it. it just at this point, just move them out of New Orleans. It freaking sucks. It's not a basketball city. <laughs> no, it, it's not. Like, is, it, is it? When you think of New Orleans, what do you think? Uh, I think of the food. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I was just say like, am I <laughs> am I weird because I, I it ain't basketball? The bad <laughs> basketball is way down that list. No, yeah, I mean the Saints obviously, but the Saints have been pretty good over the last couple of years, ten, twelve years or so since they won that Super Bowl. I guess it's been a while, fifteen maybe. But other than that, but like before that, it wasn't even like a great sports city. Devin asked in the chat thoughts on Portland getting it, basketball city or not? I don't think so. Getting the pick or being a basketball city? Either. <laughs> I like Damian Lillard. I don't think it's a basketball city. Yeah. I kind of wish the Blazers could have some success. Like, I wish they would finally just get over the hump and have it. I think, like, if I really had to break down my whole conspiracy theory, the NBA wants big stars in big markets. Yeah. Portland's not one. New Orleans, I feel like they tried to bring up. That's a good market, I guess, though. It could but, like, be, but... Teams like Oklahoma City, Orlando, you're not a big market. I, I think that that's what the NBA is shooting for. Let's get stars that can play in Houston. Like, oh, Houston was great when James Harden was there and people were going to games. Let's build that back up. Detroit, we've seen what they can do when their team's good. Mm-hmm. They, that can be a, a good one as well. So sorry to the teams like a, a Portland, Oklahoma City. Indiana's close. Like, the Reggie Miller era was great in Indiana, but... Yeah. Like, the Roy Hibbert, Paul George era? It's just short-lived, but it wasn't great. It's fun to see, like, the, the lower market teams, or smaller market teams, excuse me, be good, though. Like, when Oklahoma City was in the in the finals, playing the Heat, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the area, you just feel the buzz. Like, man, thunder right there. 
Look, they're like two hours away from us playing in the finals. It's incredible. Yeah. I also again, say that because like I want a team, I want a city like Kansas City to get an NBA team. I want a team, I want a city like Seattle to get an NBA team again. Like just hit these these lower market cities that we're calling smaller markets. Just I don't know. I guess I'm sick of the big market, small market. Well, even like Bryce said, the Kings should move to Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, where they could have an actual fan base. I agree with that one too. And Seattle will be the next city that gets a team. And I I think it's going to be an expansion team. I don't think we're going to see relocation. Yeah, I, I think they're going to give them a new franchise in Seattle. Do you think they would call them the Seattle Sonics, though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it would definitely come back. I wouldn't even be surprised if they were like talking to ownership groups and like, hey, you have to do it. And that's what Seattle wants, too, and has have mm-hmm. wanted for a long time. Uh, but that NBA draft lottery is going to be tonight. And then, of course, um, Celtics Heat also tonight. The NBA kind of messed this up. Rare L for them. We should have <laughs> put the draft lottery on last night when there was nothing else. Yep. competing with it like you kind of have that excitement off of two game sevens like i know that you have a schedule you get all these guys together the tv production and things like that should have been last night yeah a rare l for the nba tell you where you won't take an l that's at club 609 hop in there for their two for one happy hour um two dollar draft pours and some great appetizers as well those nachos in there some of the best i've ever had for sure. Honestly, I don't know if I've ever had better nachos. They've renamed them to know, the Nachos yeah. 2.0. They should have renamed it to the Mellow Nachos. They used to be called the Chad Nacho. Yeah, fuck that. I, I don't know what Chad did. Chad fucked up. Yeah, I said something. Mm-hmm. Sick and tired of seeing this damn name all the time. Yeah, maybe he was Start like, you know what? beating up menus. <laughs> you put my name on the menu, I won't pay for it. I want a portion of all the proceeds from yeah. the nachos. <laughs> maybe that's what happened. No, Either I think way, they were just I, like, hey... We got way too many chips. We were talking about uh, spicy stuff earlier. Mm-hmm. The jalapenos at Club 609 are incredibly spicy. They do not mess around. Man, my mouth is water right now. I'm so freaking hungry. And it's Taco Tuesday. Yeah, I know. Taco We've been Tuesday, talking about it since the start of the show. The, uh, 609 usually serves uh, their special lunch special as a taco yeah. on Taco Tuesday. Either way, hop in there for the happy hour. Starts at 2, runs until 8. Two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up, though, speaking of downtown Joplin, downtown Lube, located right here in the heart of it, out first in Main Street. They've been here for a while, so they know exactly what they're doing. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com. Even if you're not in the area, just go check it out, downtownlube.com. Look at the website. We'd really appreciate it. Again, they do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. Visit the website, downtownlube.com, for the full list of services. It's not a matter of if. You're going to need your oil change or your tire service, but it's just a matter of when. So go in there and get it done right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. Um, as a couple guys have mentioned in the chat, too, um, Brooks and Jake both, Vegas is another very popular city that, um, obviously, popular city. The NBA is talking about getting a team there, too. I think it's only a matter of time before they have NBA, MLB, and NFL oh, in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, they've already seen like how successful the NHL team has been. They've seen how successful the Raiders have been. That stadium looks magnificent. Mm-hmm. Like They're just like, yeah, let's just kind of keep building on this. Yeah, and I don't so. blame them. Vegas, <laughs> Vegas has got it going on, dude. And they do have the summer league there already. Yep. And I'm sure that the city or the state, whatever it has to be, they're going to throw – 
millions of dollars to an NBA arena if they need to. Mm-hmm. And again, I wouldn't even be surprised if the NBA came in and said, hey, like we do have our summer league games here. Here's a couple mil to help out. I think Vegas and Seattle will be the next two NBA teams, and I think they will be expansion teams. Get it to 32. You might have to do some realignment. I put Memphis in the east if you have to. Put New Orleans in the east. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I would love for that to like do the expansion teams and then just relocate as well if need be. Like yeah, I just I, like just NBA do everything will. at once. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just have the excitement for the off season just through the fucking roof. And it's not like some of these NFL teams are like baseball teams. It's like oh, we've always been in the AFC. Like we're an AFL team. You can't move us to the NFC. Or mm-hmm. I remember when the Brewers move to the NL. It's like, wait a second, this is weird. No, it's not. Or Seattle, like they had to change conferences. Yeah. Does anybody even really care or remember now? Nope. Didn't even know. It's fine. Uh, People overreacted for a couple weeks, and then it was fine. So like, even with some of these NBA teams, I don't even remember which division you play in. (laughs) Like Memphis for so long was so bad that I was like, are they in the West Coast or (laughs) are they in the East? Because I don't really know. That's just the way it is. And then obviously I've been calling for it for a very long time. I want the Kings to move to Kansas City. I, I think it's a fantastic idea. We'll see if it actually happens. Yo, KCK. It makes too much damn sense. Mm-hmm. Just freaking do it already. And the city wants it. That's the other thing. If you're Adam Silver, just make the move, dog. Don't be scared. Yeah. Just make it happen. Yeah. It makes too much sense. Like you said, uh, it is Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, Thirsty Tuesday, whatever you want to call it. I call it Tell the Truth Tuesday. And we're going to share some of ours today. You mentioned your golf clubs earlier. I'll let you go first today and talk about those. Yeah. So I went golfing this weekend. Uh, and in the process of, you know, hitting off the tee box, you know, with my driver, kind of slice a little bit, get up, you know, get a little recovery shot. A lot of people call me Mr. Fairway when I golf. But the issue with that is, I'm never on the right fairway majority of the time. I'm on I hole one. Can I ban that saying from any future golf leagues or tournaments? Huh? Can I ban that saying? Nope. I've heard I it. just won't say it when you're with me, but I'm going to keep saying it. A million times. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious, though, because it's true. Because I get up there, and I freaking hit off the tee box, and I slice that shit, and I land in the middle of the fairway, but it's the wrong one. So I have to have a recovery shot. So I get about, you know, my six, five iron, five or six iron out, put myself in a great spot to chip up onto the green from there. Because, let's just be frank, I ain't landed on the green from fucking second shot. Got my chip, just shot. my Joanne. So I go, this is the point of the tell the truth. I go to get my pitching wedge out of my golf bag. It's gone. Not there. Don't know what happened. But I've always kept an extra pitching wedge in my golf bag because the first set of clubs that I ever got, my grandpa bought me. And he gave me a little red golf bag. And I've had it since I was younger. And so that club, I've had. But I just thought, ah, this is like a grown-up's pitching wedge. I think I came to realize this weekend that that is a kid's pitching wedge. And I had to use it because I lost my other one. I think I accidentally left it on another course or it's just, I don't, it's just not in the bag. It's fucking gone. So that's my only assumption. So I go to hit with it. And my buddy's like, dude, is that a kid's club? And I was like, ah. I think it is, <laughs> and I just looked ridiculous out there. So I went golfing on Saturday afternoon and had to use my pitching wedge, and it was a freaking kid's pitching wedge, and I still have it. So it was like what should be like a sentimental club, I now have to use a kid's pitching wedge 
out on the golf course, and now I'm looking at getting a new set of clubs. I've been wanting to do it for the last two years. I might next month. I might just pull the trigger. Like fuck it, I'm doing it. I'm just gonna walk into a store, say, "What are some clubs?" And they're gonna be like, "Boom!" I'm gonna say, "Cool, thank you." Just bite the bullet and do it. Looking at a couple hundred dollars, probably. Yeah, just a couple hundo. I mean, it, <laughs> you can get into the thousands easily. I mean, without a without like a blink of an eye, like, "Oh, two clubs." Uh-huh. That's that's eleven hundred. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, I love when people will be like, "Hey, I'm looking for this. Uh, any recommendations?" And then somebody will be like, I think you did it with office chairs. Yeah. Not too long ago. Like, oh, I need a new office chair. Uh, anybody have any good office chairs that they like? And you'll just get people replying with like, hey, this $7,000 office chair, I've never had any problems with. Yeah. It works fantastic. It supports me. It's comfortable. It has a cup holder, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, it's fucking $7,000. Hey, uh, does it got a fucking payment plan? Can I drive it to work too? Because that's the only reason you should be paying $7,000 for a seat on anything. It's like, yeah, I, actually, I can take it off-roading too. Uh, funny thing about my office chair, it's a four-wheeler actually. So <laughs> yeah, you get crazy recommendations. Or on golf clubs too, like, oh, I'm looking for a new whatever. It's like, oh, here's one club that costs $400. Yes. The drivers, I no. get why they're expensive, but like – I don't know, man. I'm done using my driver. I can't. I just when I started thinking I got it figured out, I then hit the ball left, and I'm like, I don't even know how the fuck I'm hitting left. And then I go back to normal and I slice it to the right, and it's just like this mm-hmm. freaking. It's like, and then I get my three wood. That's the other thing. Is like sometimes when I land on the other fairway, I've the ball has only gone about a hundred. The ball went four hundred yards, right? Let's just say that, but it went three hundred to the right and one hundred towards the pin. So I didn't have to. Use, I might as well just fucking re tee up. It's just ridiculous. And then yeah, when I golfed Saturday, the last hole I just used my three wood, piped it right down the middle. And then I was more pissed that at that I was like, so oh I just go down or up a club, however you want to reference it, mm-hmm. and I hit it straight. That's on me. I just need to do that. I think that's, that's my what thing with do. clubs. But oh, too. Like been at tournaments and stuff before, and people are like, oh, you just need a new set of clubs. And not the clubs that are making me hit the ball, slice or hook. You know what? Actually, it it, it is. Because <laughs> when I went to Vegas for my buddy's bachelor party, we went to a golf course right there and had to rent clubs. They give us Callaways to you. I think it was actually TaylorMades that you have to, like, rent. The best round of golf I have played ever. I mean, everyone's looking at me like, dude, like, you're actually really good. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I don't know what the fuck's happening. I just now get to use a 56-degree wedge, and I planted this sucker – Right on the green. But, like, I have a ta- uh, tailor-made driver. Yeah, you do. That's and nice you've one. used it, too. It's like, it's not... <laughs> yeah. It's still bad. <laughs> I think you, you just, just got to put a little... really good uh, that day. <laughs> Give yourself more credit. The <laughs> real trick... <laughs> <laughs> the real trick for the driver is to take Carmex with you and just go ahead and... Go ahead and lube up the old driver head. Why are you saying it like it's illegal? Because it is. It's not, not illegal. Idea. It's just cheating like, against the rules. It's like the cops aren't busting in on you to be like, hey, give me the Carmex, scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> we've been trying to clean up this course for years. Now we've got you, eh? <laughs> a little Carmex on the club head? Yeah. Works for you? On the driver? Uh, I did it last summer because I heard about it because my lips were chapped. Someone's like, hey, you know, if you put that on the driver, like, you'll hit straight, right? And I was like, oh, that's neat. Take my driver, did it. Like the first three holes. Everyone's like, man, dude, you're ripping it today. I was like, I know. I don't know what I'm doing, but like, I'm hitting the ball straight. And I was like, oh, my God, it's the CarMax. <laughs> and then once the CarMax wore off, right. 
400 to the right. <laughs> He's uh, yeah. back. Um, my first Tell the Truth Tuesday is I put this picture on Instagram, and I tweeted about it like last week. I think my Tell the Truth Tuesday was like everybody's always asking about the Ozarks and things like that. <laughs> yeah. I took my daughters on a trip to Branson, which – I'll tell you, there was an era in my life where I made a lot of fun of Branson, Missouri. People have probably heard of it. Yeah. I'm a Branson guy now. I'm a big Branson guy. I, I We had a blast in Branson. Really? I will be going back probably next month. <laughs> like um, That's going to be our thing. This is uh, 2022, the year of Branson for Mello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the year of Branson. Uh, but like all the water rides and stuff like that, like – my next trip will be to Silver Dollar City. I, I already know it's happening. It, my daughters love it too. But where like we grew up, it's like, oh, you're going to Branson. Like that place sucks. Everybody shits on it. Uh huh. I'm not that guy anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna be the one pumping it up. Like I'm I'm gonna be doing Branson shows. We're gonna take mic'd up on the road or something. And <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Have our own. Have you ever studio. seen like the the acrobat show that they've done? I have. Actually. It was fucking impressive <laughs> as hell. Right. But we did had you see a, it this last weekend? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did it a long time ago. Had a shitload of fun there. We're driving to Branson, which is actually, like I said last week, there's the Ozarks, which is in the southern part of Missouri. There's the Lake of the Ozarks in the northern part. Mm -hmm. So the actual Ozarks, Branson is like the heart of it. We're driving there, and it's me and my daughters, and I see this person like coming up on the interstate to my left, like passing us, and then I notice... This person is growling at us, like actively, like hands up, noise making, everything. I hope she was joking around or she might have just been hopped up on meth. Really? <laughs> yeah. I How had did you to, know she was growling? Yeah, I had to take a picture of it. I put it on, I think, my Instagram story. Did you roll your window down or something and hear her no, growl? No, she did. She, her window was rolled down and she was making like claw motions towards us. I was laughing because I thought that she was kidding. She was kidding. Like it was a younger person, uh, probably in their early twenties, maybe their teens. And there's a group of them, but it, it was a little bit scary. It was very Ozarkian. <laughs> Ozarkian. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of the show. And then another thing happened too. Um, we went to a gas station. Like we stayed in a hotel, go to the gas station, grab some donuts and some drinks before we kind of start our festivities and we're standing there and there's this like baby he's like a two-year-old he's standing in the gas station and i'm like that's weird that kid should not be standing by himself he's maybe two years old and something just didn't sit right with me there but i thought fuck it his parents are probably around not my kid not my problem i leave walk out of the gas station and the kid follows us all the way to my truck to where i eventually had to be like hey bud think you're supposed to be inside like where's where's your mom at and kid can't even barely talk like he's an ozark baby so he's probably on meth too uh but he couldn't talk follows me and my daughters all the way to my truck to where even my daughter's like what's going on why is this kid with us now yeah and then eventually from across the parking lot i hear this mom shouting his name and the kid's just like oh yeah I, i'm gonna leave now Go to my mom. It was like the weirdest thing. I thought I, I almost kidnapped a baby. Like if I wouldn't have been paying attention, that kid would have gotten in my truck. Branson's Max, get great. the fucking truck. Branson's great. I don't have a son. Ozarks are still very, very weird. Very weird. The whole thing was just off. That is odd. Mm -hmm. 
But the mom was in the parking lot? But the kid was inside the store. Yes. That's where it's like weird. She was already outside in the parking lot. And the kid was in the store. I'm the one who brought the kid out of the store by opening the door. (laughs) And then she was like, oh, yeah, there's my kid. Let me shout for him. Not even like run over and get him. Do you know what she was trying to do? My son's with a stranger. Trying to get herself a new baby daddy. Maybe so. Looked at you and was like, ah, two daughters. She's already got to figure it out. If she would have had more teeth. Ooh. And she had like, uh, not to hate on any lady who has this haircut, but like part of her head was shaved. She had like a man bun, but she was a lady, I think. Mm. Yeah. Missing a couple teeth, smoking a cigarette. That's a no for me. Yeah, that is a, never mind. Yeah. She thought wrong. <laughs> right. And maybe also just like, I don't know, be a better mom. What was the kid's name? I don't remember. Yeah. I was like so in like shock almost. I just made up a kid's name. So if Brooks is asking because I said I just said a name out there. I don't even yeah, know. I don't, I don't, I didn't catch the name. She was shouting the kid's name. It was a very weird event. That is odd. Uh, my second Tell the Truth Tuesday, nothing that terrifying. Uh, glad you had fun in Branson, though. That's awesome. Here's Big the thing Branson. with NFL. Yeah, look at you. My second Tell the Truth Tuesday, anytime I see an NFL player wear a visor, I immediately think they are so much better than what they might be. <laughs> like, LaDainian Tomlinson ruined that for everybody. Yeah. Like, if you wear a visor, you're fucking good. Priest Holmes wearing a visor, fucking good. I love that shit. I've always been weird about quarterbacks wearing visors for some reason. I don't like. I don't know. It's just my brain being like, "Uh, quarterback shouldn't wear like a tinted visor." Mm-hmm. Was it Lamar Jackson that was doing it a couple years ago? Yeah. Or uh, it, it was like a, last summer. Josh Allen did it. Lamar Jackson was doing it. And I don't think they ever did it in a game, but it was like a quarterback shouldn't wear visors thing. Sorry, I don't think Priest Holmes actually wore a visor. His face mask was just so freaking tight right there that it seemed like he did. Larry Johnson did, though, and I thought that was fucking awesome. Yeah, some of those guys just are face Just as a, like, being a kid watching, like, these Chiefs running backs and stuff, and, like, you'd see LaDainian Thomas, and, like, man, he is so much better, and he looks so much fucking cooler because he's got the visor. And then it was, like, you'd watch Michael Vick play, and you're like, this is freaking awesome, too. And so you create a player growing up, for me, in, in an instance, mm-hmm. I put a visor on my quarterback. Like, I'm going to be the quarterback, and it's going to be a dark visor. It's going to be You're number seven. Visor. I go clear visor. I like it dark. I just I think it's dope when you see, like, the replay or whatnot of what happens, and it's like, man, it just looks so fucking dope. I can't be out here affecting my vision as, as yeah. a QB. But the reason this made me or reminded me of this was because Saquon Barkley, there's a picture from uh, the Giants camp. He was there practicing. He's got black gloves on and a black visor. I was yesterday. It looks awesome. And I hope he does it. I hope he helps bring back that black visor for running backs. Like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, you tell me if he doesn't put on a visor, he's instantly better. Probably not, but he's going to look cooler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look good, play good type situation. Play good, pay good. Play yeah. Good, I, good. The good, visors good. are cool on non quarterbacks to me. Ricky Williams mm-hmm. wearing the visor. Yes. I always thought that was super cool. Now, some of it was for anxiety and not wanting to talk to the media or be seen, but I still thought he looked super cool. That's yep. maybe like an all-time visor. Did he make the visor cool? Maybe. I don't remember many guys doing it before Ricky Williams. So are you only a clear visor or do you like the dark visor? Dark visors on non-quarterbacks. Okay. Quarterbacks, clear visor only. Do quarterbacks have to wear clear visors? Are they allowed to wear dark visors anymore? I thought that was a rule. I don't know. 
Because I feel Maybe like if you're a quarterback, why are you not wearing a dark visor? Helps the defenders not see your eyes. Isn't that kind of what happens the majority of the time? Is like, ooh, the safety read his eyes the whole time. Yeah, put on a fucking visor, moron. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> uh, I think Sorry, that's just people... my thought. I also think that just kind of helps me in the video game. I was like, ooh, you didn't see me looking over here, did you? <laughs> totally kidding, but. <laughs> and then you go on to throw like seven interceptions in a game. Seven interceptions, ten touchdowns, though. What's up? You're also, you don't run the football in video games. Fuck no. It's so boring. I, I don't want to play video games and go three yards at a time. I want big fucking bombs, dog. I established the run. No. Big time. Well, so do my friends that play me, and they murder me, and <laughs> this is just now clicking. Holy shit. You've got to run a They run off. the ball, they run the ball, and I was like, I'm sick of this. I'm going to blitz right over the top. Damn it. Yeah. You know, I've been like, getting honey dick this whole time. <laughs> the play, it even says, like, hey, this play is set up because you've been running the ball so much that it's like, boom, play action. And then you're like, what the fuck? You ran play action on first and 10? Damn. For a 60-yard touchdown after you've ran the ball three times in a row? Yeah, that's me. Big established the run guy in video games. Uh, my last Tell the Truth Tuesday is it rained over the weekend. Like, I went to Branson, did the weekend thing there, mm-hmm. came back on Sunday, and it rained all day. So I, I couldn't mow like I usually do. Usually Sunday evening is mow time for me. Couldn't do it, so I had to do it last night, and it was pretty freaking hot. I started mowing at 4.30 or so, like the hottest part of the day. I was just exhausted. I had, like, nothing in my house to drink other than water. Who wants to drink that? Not me. But what I did have are those flavor ice popsicles. You buy them in that big package and throw them in the freezer. Mm -hmm. I had those. I like four of them last night. My tongue is raw today. Feels like I ate a million sunflower seeds. I didn't. I had four flavor ices or whatever you want to call them. Last night you did? Last night. <laughs> I woke up this I just, morning. I don't, I don't understand why your tongue's sore. I don't know. Have you ever had four flavor ices in one sitting? <laughs> no. <laughs> but like, goddamn. Yeah. That's... I, I, I tore myself up. Not good. Not even like the sides of my mouth. I love that meme of like, do you know how I got these scars? <laughs> and then it's a person eating those. I had four in one sitting. I tell you, that's probably two too many. I've been known to do two at a time. That's the trick. You Two at a time? Oh, two at a time for sure. Not in my mouth at the same time, you pervert. Um, but yeah, you yeah. get to cut both of them open. You let one sit there while you eat the first one. Then by the time you get to the second one, it's kind of melted, so you get more of the juice. Exactly. Nice. Little Tell the Truth Tuesday slash learning how to eat a popsicle. What do you call those popsicles? I just frozen popsicles. I don't know. Mm. Never really had a name for them. That's just what the family, like, my aunt, you would usually stay over there in the summer or hang out with them in the summer. She'd be like, anybody want some frozen popsicles? Fucking heard of us kids. Like, hell Yeah. <laughs> We didn't cuss. We got smacked, but it was like, let's go. I don't understand the Tell the Truth Tuesday here. I don't understand how your family and my family are the same family, mm-hmm. but we're so different. <laughs> what do you mean? Because, like, you just said your aunt. Yes. I assume you're talking about my cousin. Yes. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. To call it just like, ah, <laughs> oh, frozen popsicle. Like, I'm not even responding to that. Sorry, try again. That's a flavor ice. <laughs> 
What did you call it? You call flavored it flavored ice? ice? Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> I used to have a girlfriend that wanted a flavor ice after intercourse. Every time. <laughs> It's probably where I became addicted to them. <laughs> it's like Pavlov's dog. <laughs> One weekend, I had fucking ten of them. Like, you know, damn, some boyfriends are like, That's so respectful, I got you a towel. Not me. It's like, hey, here's a flavor ice. <laughs> Open it Just for you walks already. out of the fucking room. Comes back with that flavor. You want some Finish flavored up. ice? Hey, what color you want? <laughs> I got red or blue or grape. <laughs> you Just kidding. Orange? I already know nope, she ate grape. all those yesterday. <laughs> Uh, there's another Tell the Truth Tuesday for me. Uh, talking about flavor. <laughs> we do have a listener, Tell the Truth Tuesday. Um, it's actually a member of the, the current listening audience right here in the chat by the name of Bryce. He sent this to me yesterday. Fucking hilarious story, by the way, but here we go. He says he went golfing with his friends Saturday morning. It was cloudy, and they were only supposed to play nine holes, so they didn't bother with a thought of sunscreen. They get to the course, and the course is only offering 18 holes for the morning. So they decided to play the full 18, and as they teed off, of course, the sun comes out in full force, and it is 85 degrees. Since it was hot, we all decided to start hammering back some beers. By hole 12, I needed to go to the bathroom. I wandered off into the woods, did my business, came back, finished all 18 holes. While the guys started by the end, we had all passed for lobsters. Here, excuse me, goes all white guys at the start. By the end of it, we could have passed for lobsters, just absolutely roasted. We leave, we go home, but later in the evening, my arm started to itch. I figured it was just my skin being irritated from the sunburn. Wake up Sunday morning with my arms and areas south of the border feeling like they just got hit with itching powder. Turns out when I took my bathroom break, I walked through a patch of poison ivy and got all over my arms and hands, which then transferred to other places during the bathroom break. I spent Sunday afternoon in the ER, had to get a shot. My girlfriend has been laughing and telling everyone about it since. All I can do is laugh and go along with it and just take a mental note to use a porta potty the next time. Big freaking yikes, dude. This matched up perfectly with me going golfing this weekend, too, because, like, hey, you got to pee. I, I just. Oh, everyone does that. It's just the worry of, like, you don't want to just go on a tree and then someone, like, comes around the corner and you're just like, oh, hey, what's up? Yeah. Wandering into the woods makes complete sense. We've all been there. So glad, though, I haven't done the old poison ivy. That would be tough. I'm not allergic to poison ivy, so I've, I've actually never had it. But I obviously, I've seen it before. To have it oof, south of the border, that's tough. That's On kinda... top of the sunburn, mm-hmm. T's and P's, Bryce. T's <laughs> and P's, man. That, that sounds absolutely terrible. Yeah. I also don't sunburn often either, but like when I do, that's the worst night of sleep you ever get. But, like, the fact that you had to go to, like, the ER for it, and you just got to be like, hey, like, I got poison ivy down here. Or, like, this is, this is itching. And you got to pull it down and, like, mm, severe case of poison ivy. Uh Uh-huh. It (laughs) reminds me of the movie The Other Guys. (laughs) When he comes in and he thinks he has poison ivy in his ass. (laughs) How they meet. I've never had poison ivy. Man, that. Doesn't your skin kind of swell up too when you get poison ivy though? Because like I think it itch. can if you get a bad case of it. Kind of reminds me of like that episode of Yellowstone where she's like, "Hey, does it does it always look like that, or is it like swelled up?" <laughs> like, ah, it always looks like that. Yeah, <laughs> Oof. pimps don't cry. Uh, shot was in the <laughs> arm. Yep, sunburn wasn't the only reason I was red in that ER. That's gotta suck too. Yeah, and also to just be like. If you have to show yourself to, like, the nurse, right, hey, what are we dealing with here? It's like, well, poison ivy, arms, legs, dick. 
Uh, <laughs> right? It, that's uh, like that's a terrible day. I maybe an all time worst day. Yeah, he sent this to me yesterday, and I was like, as I like, I reread it, and I was like, Saturday, Sunday, I was like, as on like yesterday. He's like, unfortunately, yes. I'm like, damn. So this dude still got all the poison ivy. <laughs> yeah, he's still suffering. Yeah, he's, send those. And he's right here, just listening to the show and in the chat. Appreciate you, Bryce. We appreciate it. Uh, can you catch poison ivy via the call-in app? I don't think so. Boy, I freaking hope it's not. It's pretty contagious. I don't think it. I don't think it can come through the phone. Thank God. No, I've heard of things uh, transferring via toilet seats. I don't think you can do it here in the app, but we appreciate you guys joining us today, as always, 10 a.m. Central Time right here in the call-in app. Big Country and I are going to be back at it tomorrow, same time, same channel. We appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you then. Fuck off, Jonas. <laughs>